Are you tired of podcasts that don't talk about things? Well, here we are. Come listen to Waffles, Waffles and, and Mario, Mario talk, talk about, about things. things. Thank you for listening to the intro to Waffles and Mario talk, talk about, about things. things. That's uh, just uh, Mario drinking some coffee there. Yes, that is me, Mario, drinking some coffee. Hey, Waffles, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Mario. Uh, is this Ma- Waffles and Mario talk about things, the show where we talk about things, us the host? Yes, that's correct. This is Waffles and Mario talk about things. Just another regular episode after a very regular week that we've both been having. However, we have timed this episode very poorly. Yes. Um, and it is currently 5.55pm in New Zealand. And uh, we have the news in about five minutes. So if you don't mind, Waffles, I'd actually like to go ahead and just watch the news instead of recording this episode. Oh, thank God. I, I, honestly, this week has been so tough on me. Yeah, honestly, I can imagine. I've had, you broke your back. I did. I'm, I'm currently now paralyzed in the hospital. Yes. Right now yeah. as we speak. Yeah. Uh, my, my widow is grieving outside. Sorry. Uh, is is her occupation a widow? I'm not too. I'm I'm sort of confused on the on the association there. It's a very complicated relationship where the doctors. When I broke my back, the doctors thought I died uh, for a couple of seconds, and I think I actually right. had. Uh, and right. so technically, when they say "till death do you part," yeah, uh, that, that's actually quite legally binding. Right. Uh, and so now, as I'm actually, uh, anyways, the news is starting. <laughs> Coming up at six. News. We we talk to people about current events and things. I'm sorry, it's been a very slow news day. After that, we do an interview with a man who says, Hey, you can't be in here and interviewing me. More at six. News anchor Leet eats live on air. He's very unprofessional. He's going to take a drink as well. More at six. New at six. Other newscaster tries try to take the food off said other newscaster. Ah, no, no. You son of a bitch. Ah, this is my food. Ah, you ate my food. How dare you? Ah, no. That's some good lasagna. I'm also going to take a sip of your drink. Ah, the blast is drinking my drink. Yes, we did just do that. And now for the news at six. Hello, I'm your host, Jerky Mix Jerk Space. And I'm your news person, McPherson. <laughs> <laughs> I am your news. <laughs> Welcome to this evening's session of the news. I am Mergen the Mix Mergen Vice. And I am also here. Our top story, breaking news. There is a fire right now happening on this match that I just lit. Oh, update. The match has gone out. Thank you. Um, thank you, newsman. And the question, of course, is raised then. Are matches contributing to the failing economy here in New Zealand? We go live to an expert in the field. Yeah, so... Uh the thing is about matches, right, is that you, you, you get them, and then you burn them, and then they're gone. Uh, so that's just, you know, depreciation in value. You know, as soon as you drive a match off the lot, that thing just goes down by about a third. The resale value, like, nobody wants to buy burnt matches. It's, on honesty, 
It's a failing industry. So, um, so expert, as you have been dealing with matches and how it corresponds to New Zealand's economy for the last twenty years, I understand. Yes. Do you think there is a, there is a link between the the lack of tourism in New Zealand and the sudden growth in burnt out matches we are finding on the streets? Right now, you ask a very good question, but let me put it this way, right? If you're overseas, right, and you're thinking, hmm, New Zealand seems a pretty cool place, I wonder if they have matches, right? And then you Google New Zealand matches, and then what you find is this burnt stick. Now, this burnt stick isn't a match, but some people try to tell you that it is a match. And so naturally, right there, what you have is that these people in the match industry, they're deceiving the public, right? And, and so it's it's a matter of the public trust. If, if, if people are going to come to New Zealand and they want fresh matches, they want matches that are like, yeah, I'm going to strike that and burn some stuff. You know, arsonists, you, yes. you know, the fire department would be absolutely just out of the job without the arsonists, right? And so like, they, they depend on matches for their livelihood you know if you want something burned right if you've got some you know dry wood or something that you think mm, that would look really good as charcoal right if you need something like that you want a reliable dependable match and if you're just getting this burnt stick this thing that you know can't light shit on fire right you know that's not exactly great is it so i ask you this would you would you want to buy this match food for thought and now my co-host has a has a an, in retaliation to this. My co-host has an interview lined up with a professional arsonist. Yes. Uh, so I uh, I take it that uh, you like to burn things. Yeah, that's bloody damn right, mate. Love I love the smell of wood burning. Now, uh, you as an arsonist uh, like mm. to define yourself as, uh, and I'm just going to quote from you right here. Now, yeah, a, a critical yeah. part of the New Zealand industry. Yes, no, that's very true. That's very true. Right, and now, I, I've actually got the award for the most um, honoured New Zealander award. Congratulations! Um, I got it because I burned down the local uh, BP station. Yep. Yeah, I put I put a match to it and set the whole thing alight. Right now, uh, there's been some speculation happening that uh, yes. matches are nothing but burnt wood. Where do you uh, sit on this? Oh, look, I mean, yeah, an arsonist is defined by the tools they use, and for me, I think a match is a very important tool. I have tried to use flamethrowers. I've tried to use, you know, the whole aerosol can and, and, a, and a cigarette lighter. Look, those things—they're just not. There's not the same. A match, a match is just unique. It's special, and and it adds so much more value to the New Zealand economy. Right now, uh, where are you on the very controversial uh, subject? I'm currently burning a. Oh, oh, right. Sorry. Yes, on on very. Sorry, I'll let you finish. All right. Yes. Now, now, where are you currently on the very controversial subject of rubbing two sticks together? Look, I mean, you got to start somewhere in life, and for for humanity, for the human species, it began with rubbing two sticks together. There's a certain art to it, but um, a colleague of mine was actually caught doing it in uh, in the middle of a public hospital, and and the fact is, that's just you know, it's not the place for it. You know, if you want to burn down a building, at least try and pick an empty lot. You know, don't don't do don't bring bringing this on to um onto innocent lives, onto innocent doctors. They're already overstaffed here in New Zealand, so and they're underpaid. So um. You I'm know. sorry, we're just going to have to interrupt you and cut in here with some uh, breaking news happening right now. I have found a second match. <sighs> there is another fire, folks. Oh my gosh. In the studio right here live. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see clearly on your screen, there is a second match in the studio. We now go live to the match. <laughs> Yes, 
Yeah, nah, so I just really like to be on fire. Food for thought. The match is now out. Newsman, what are your thoughts on this current situation as it develops? I mean, it's a very pressing issue in this country that I honestly don't think our politicians are doing enough about. If it were up to me, if I was one of those big wigs up in the beehive in Wellington right there, I would be, uh, you know, very much looking at, uh, you know, putting out these fires. Uh, they, they always say that a politician's job is just nothing but putting out fires. And I think yes. that's, that, uh, you know, uh, an accurate statement. But what they're doing is by allowing uh, news readers to burn matches live on air, I think that's just not on. I think that you've got to look at the ethical implications of that. You've got to look at the socioeconomic implications of that. Like if some child is watching this right now and they're seeing me, just look, I've found another match right now. I've got a whole box of them in all honesty and and uh, yeah you know i'm just going to keep lighting them on fire up until i probably burn the studio down i i think i have a real problem and i think it's the the people in uh, in wellington who are really to blame look um then that's some fantastic news now we of course have opened up our lines and we um have got a statement here issued out from the head of the fire department and i'm going to read it out live on air he says <coughs> and i quote you fuckers, stop fucking lighting matches in the studio. Don't you realize that's a huge health and safety hazard? Don't you know you've got, where are your smoke alarms? Where are your smoke alarms? They should have gone off when you lit the first match. Are you guys operating with less to no health safety standards? What the fuck is going on? Come on, guys. Let's get firewise. Food for thought. Food for thought. We now cut to sport. And as you can see, Polly McSmuggle is making his way across the field. Of course, he's a horse that no one can stop, and he's the first horse to ever take on professional rugby. He is the finest we've ever seen in many, many years. Uh, we now cut live to uh, Schmerger, a trainer, live on the uh, sidelines. Yes, well, um, as you can tell, you know, I've been I've been uh, breeding horses for a very long time, and Murgy Schmergelface is honestly one of the finest horses I've ever had the the courage, the the the, the honour to to help to coach. Now, uh, some people have criticised you by saying that it's not a horse's place to play rugby. Uh, you know, some of these uh, players and stuff sure, that sure. say that a horse, uh, by naturally having four feet, uh, has a com- uh, competitive advantage against all the other players, uh, especially when uh, you know during the scrum and things like that the other players get on top of the horse's back uh what, what do you have to say about these uh quite uh, blatant flagrances of the rules well i mean the fact the fact is you know that's just discriminatory talk i think if we can allow um if, if we are saying that the field isn't open to all people of all various ages ethnicities and backgrounds i think we should allow horses into it as well i don't see the issue here i think it is discriminatory to look a horse look a gift horse in the mouth and say that you are not allowed on the field i think that is it is upright discriminatory food for thought food for thought thank you so much for for the interview next up weather we um we have a breaking development a sudden tornado has has torn through our studio and and it has taken away our weather correspondent it's bloody windy (laughs) he's still being cycled around oh wait he's still being cycled around wait quick tell us what's the weather like what's the weather like the wind is really far is it gonna be good for the next few days right on the coast it's coming around shortly. High wind areas. Low pressure in the fjordland. I, I don't know if he's coming back. Oh, I think I see him. I think I see him. Saturday on Friday. And he is gone. Sammy J, our weather correspondent, sucked up by a tornado. He will be missed. Let us now play a compilation of our favorite quotes that he has ever said. Uh, there's a rain cloud. Ah, a tornado's taking me away. Ah, ah somebody save me from this tornado. Food for thought. Food for thought, indeed. Uh, now we're just going to cut to cooking. Uh, where I have got this delicious lasagna, uh, which I'm just going to eat. Uh, now we've got a food correspondent here, Matthew McGuire. How are you doing? I'm very well, good, thanks. I'm just going to eat this uh, food, if you don't mind, because I'm bloody starving. Uh, so the thing is, what we've got right now is um, it's quite moist. 
Russia, go out and share a lot of moisture. Yeah, do you mind if right. I have some? Oh, yes, you, yeah, you yeah. have some. Right, I'm yeah, just going to share some mind, food right. with you. Yep. Um, if, if, if it's all good, like, I, the thing about food is, um, is of course, uh, is that you don't, you don't want other people messing with your food, do you? Like, I think it's the worst thing in the world when someone just, like, t- uses an opportunity to just completely corrupt the hard work that you spend <laughs> making food, you know? And someone just goes ahead and they just ruin that for you. That is just, that is honestly one of the worst things I can imagine. So, um, I, I appreciate you giving me this chance. Um, I think the most unprofessional thing is when someone actually uses their opportunity and doesn't even like they talk with their mouth open or talk when they're doing other things other than, other than that song. It's, it's very rude indeed. It's very rude. Uh, so, uh, of course, the big debate, of course, in the cooking industry right now is whether to use salt, pepper, or both. Uh, of course, there are people firmly in the salt camp, which uh, obviously we're we looking at uh, corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, just the amount of salts that they've uh, performed is just, uh, we, we should be looking into that. And I understand that you've um, put together an expose on this. Yes, That we can play right now live for the people. Salt. Some people call it white gold. I call it white death. It's the other, other, other white powder. We're now here at the salt factory in Dover, where, as you can see right now, we have uh, 10-year-old girls, uh, you know, mining the salt from the cliffs. Uh, some people would say that it's uh, actually chalk, which they have then, uh, you know, flavoured with a salt additive. Uh, whatever the case actually is, is it's actually quite a dehumanising uh, and inhumane practice. Uh, we're now going to talk live to one of the 10-year-old salt miners, uh, now, uh, hello, yes, uh, do, you, do you mind if you uh, talk to us about your salt mining activities? <coughs> no, it's fine. Um, as you can tell, I'm only 10 years old, and I've been working in salt mines for about 10 years. Yes, uh, now, some people would say that this is unethical, inhumane treatment. What, what, what do you think of? Oh, no, it's definitely inhumane, and yet I'm 10 years old, and I'm working in a salt mine. That's not okay. Yes, uh, do you like pepper? Yes. Would you rather be working in the pepper mines? No, I don't want to work in any mines. I just want to play with normal 10-year-old things and not be forced into this kind of hard labour lifestyle. Now, some people would say that uh, due to the collapse of the match industry here in New Zealand, uh, is that our now only uh, primary resource is salt, and that if we released all the 10-year-old salt miners, that there would be no one actually mining the salt, and that would do uh, great economic harm to the New Zealand's economy. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, the fact is, um... Oh, look, so I'm about to be ripped, so I need to go back. Excuse me, sir. You're whipping this 10-year-old. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, I just got to keep the assault miners sticking along. <laughs> right, yes. And, uh, of course, we're great appreciation for the work you do keeping the New Zealand economy ticking oh, along. You know, it's honestly, I mean, you know, I, appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. But as you can imagine, being a salt mine whipper, um, my biggest fear is that people will rise up and fight me and possibly even kill me live on TV. That is honestly one of my biggest fears. Hey, there's the bastard right oh, there. No, Let's rise up and kill him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they're killing me. Oh, I've got his own whip. We're going to start whipping him. Why don't you turn down my statue? Ah, ah. Ah, what an absolutely, absolutely sad. Food for thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. We're now live to the statue of the salt whipper. Uh, we have an angry crowd that has assembled around the statue, and we're going to go live now to the crowd. Uh, let's see what they're chanting. Tear it down. Tear it down. Tear it down. Tear it down. No more salt. No more salt. No, no salt. more salt. Salt the wound. Salt, 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 salt the wound. wound. Press yes. the statue. Oppressive statue. Oppressive statue. Tear, tear it down. Tear, tear, it, tear down. it down. If you if you can. Yeah. 
And it seems they have finally opened the door that lets them into the area where the statue is, and now we go live to the statue being torn down. Yeah, uh, so life as a statue is pretty hard. Oh god, ropes! Ah! Oh, tear no. him down! Tear him down! Tear him down! We'll pull him down! Why is he struggling? I thought statues don't move. I'm not a statue, I'm an artist. What? They paid me to stand there. Pretend oh, to be no. a statue. Well, bandana come to work. Yeah, nah, so, uh, you know, we went to tear down the statue, right? Uh, and then he just started whinging and saying, look, I'm not a statue, I'm a performing artist. Uh, and then I thought, huh. It's a funny thing for a statue to say. Then we tore him down anyways. Yeah, and uh, so that was our statue uh, correspondent um, over uh, in, in, in an area of the world. Thank you so much for your time. And now for a quick break. Do you hate the news? Do you want some sort of alternative news? A fake news, as it were. Come on down to Fakes News, where we will tell you exactly what you want to hear. Do you want to think the earth is flat? It's flat. We just reported that. Do you want Do you want to think that, you know, some technology is causing cancer? Guess what? It is. Hey, 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 I'm, a, I'm an angry customer, and yes. I think the 5G has been giving me COVID-19. Well, uh, we're going to report that. Uh, if, you've, if you're saying it, then it's somebody's opinion, and that's as good as a fact. Thank you, Fake News Network. You're, you're welcome. Are you tired of ads? Come get blocked by the ad blocker company. We will block any ads you've got. We, we see the irony. It's just we're really poor. Uh, we will have it. To, we will take whatever it takes to to for someone to buy our ad blocker. Are you sick of podcasts that don't actually do podcasting, but instead just listen to the news? Here at Waffles and Mario, we're against podcasts that just listen to the news. You know, they think they're going to record an episode, and then they just put their mics right in front of the TV. Yeah, that's not very professional. Here at Waffles and Mario, we uh, we strive for a better quality podcast. So listen to. Waffles and Mario, for all your not listening to the news needs. Are you tired of fourth wall breaks? Come on down to the three wall company. We will make sure that no more annoying characters just suddenly break the fourth wall of the medium that they're currently performing in. So come on down to threewallcompanies.inc. And you're back with the news. Some people in New Zealand are quite naturally upset that uh, scientists uh, in China are, of course, claiming the existence of a quote-unquote fourth wall wall mm. uh so we're going to now cut live to to uh, our experts who have been analyzing the data and uh really get their opinion on that so uh we're going to now cut cut to the experts hi uh, my name is uh, melissa jones and this is my husband gerald hi hi um so we've both been studying the fourth wall and gerald is completely convinced that there is no fourth wall and i i believe that there is a fourth wall and that, and that we are currently on a podcast being played as characters but I, I know it sounds crazy. You gotta believe me, okay? Look, we are currently being played by two two actors in New Zealand called Waffles and Mario. Look, I'm just gonna count the walls. One, two, three. Listen to me, Gerald. I know it's true. I, we've both done the math. You've seen the results. We the only possible answer is that we have both two characters being played. Look now, Melissa. Melissa was your name. No. I'm your wife. Now we've, been, now, we've been married for, what, 20 odd years now? Does that not I don't mean know. anything? I don't know, Gerald. I don't know anymore. It's, it's just, you, you saw the data. You saw that we ran the tests. This whole news thing, this entire, this, everything. Yes, I, but I don't. Our love is real, but. I don't care about the tests. Because I love you. Gerald. Even if we are playing by characters, it doesn't matter. But, 
But Gerald, none As you of said this... it yourself, this love is real. And but, according but... to that prominent filmmaker, love is the the fifth force in the universe. It's time it's... or something. Is it? I it's don't time. know. I'm pretty I... sure. The... Yes, I'm pretty sure the character that's the, the actor that's playing this character really doesn't like that movie and doesn't. It regrets bringing Wait, it. Are up, you saying but... that you know that this is a fourth wall, <laughs> Gerald? Are you saying that you agree that all of this is fake? We're all, we're all just characters on a podcast being improvised. It doesn't matter if it's fake. What matters is what we want it to be real. Oh, Gerald. And I, I want to love you. Oh, Gerald. I, I, in fact, yes. will you marry me? Yeah. We're in already fucking of... married, you dumb bitch. We've been oh. married for 20 years. You just said that earlier. Oh, shit. You dumb bitch. I'm not sure you're real. No, you that's... Know? That's something you... What? That was it. That was the final test. What? Gerald? What's going on? Excuse me. I'm just going to count the walls again. No, Gerald. One. Gerald. Two. Stay calm, Gerald. Gerald. Three. Gerald, stay calm. <laughs> Gerald, Gerald, stay with me. Four. Stay with me, Gerald. Stay with me. I know there are four walls. I know we're just characters. Oh my God, I where'd that fourth wall come from? Gerald, I know we're just characters on a, on a, on a podcast. It's okay. Look look at me. Look at me. No. While, while we still have our own minds and our own objectives, our own backgrounds and our own origin stories, we are holy... Food for thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. Finally, we've come to our final segment of the day. Good things happening in the world. Yes. Uh, here's a puppy. Aww. Oh, what a cute little puppy. Yes. Here's that puppy's mother telling him off for peeing on the on the carpet. And here's the other puppy coming to defend him because while they may not have got along as siblings, they forged a bond when they went to puppy camp together, which can't be broken. <laughs> And so, thank you so much for that heartwarming story. And now, of course, we come to our final bonus game for the episode. If you can listen in, if you can answer this question, you will be in to win $2 million. The question, of course, is, was that a bunch of puppies talking, or is it the adults from from the Charlie Brown series whenever they talked? It's up to you to decide, is it the parents from Charlie Brown, or a bunch of puppies barking? So email your answer to us at... The answer to this question at gmail.com. That is, of course, answering the question at gmail.com. Now, answer in, and uh, if you've uh, gotten uh, your answer in by June 5th, 1965, we'll be emailing you those 10, 2, an amount of money. You can pick any, it's not any, real. It's not yeah. real. And we're just improvising the amount of money. In fact, if you want to improvise having $2 million, you can do it right now. It's easy. It is. Uh, Mario is going to show us an example. Yes, the trick is to start counting from $1. See, look at this $1 I have. Now, look at the $2 I have. The $3, the $4, the $5, the $6. Food for thought. Food for thought. And now as our studio slowly burns down around us because I found a fourth match earlier and I didn't mention it because I wanted to burn this place down to feel the smell of wood in my in my nostrils. Thank you and good night. Now... Mario, I'm I'm beginning to think that maybe we should actually do an episode and not just watch the news. I don't yeah, maybe. Well, um I mean, it was a pretty boring episode to watch anyway of the news. Yeah, nothing nothing really happened. We probably shouldn't upload this, right? Nah, and then nah. there was a whole bunch of puppies at the end. Yeah, that was really weird. Very strange. Do you think it was Charlie Brown's parents talking or do you think it was a bunch of puppies? I think it was a bunch of puppies in a, in a trench coat pretending to be Charlie Brown's parents. That's a loophole. It is a loophole. That's a loophole. It is a loophole. Anyway, I can see four walls, so I might... I, we better piece out pretty quick before things start falling apart. Just in case. Just in case. So as we say at the end of every episode... 
don't, don't trust, trust the, the fourth, fourth wall. wall. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Social media. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Hey there. It's your old friend, Dr. Discord, from A Necessary Evil Podcast. And if you're like me, you know there just simply aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done. So I always take time to go to necropoticon.com, discover some shows I may have been missing out on, or to check out the cast and crew photos and bios of the shows I already love. There's even a link to join the Discord where you can talk to not only us, but also other fans. How amazing is that? It's all at necropoticon.com. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen.